0: worth deleting the app for.
1: The Dateable Podcast features real stories from real people of how they make modern dating work or not. Each episode will not only offer you a new perspective on dating, but will also change the way you date. I'm your host, Yue, former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear commentary from my producer, Julie Craftick and other surprise co-hosts. everyone. Welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show all about modern dating. Here's a topic we haven't really talked about before, which is religion and dating and sex. So our guest today wrote in and said verbatim, I was raised to believe that sex was for marriage and that marriage should happen in the temple with a fellow Mormon. If that doesn't happen, have faith and you will have those blessings in the next life. One day I realized the next life was not guaranteed and all I had was now. So we'd like to welcome Sarah to the show. Hi, Sarah. Hi. She's 36 years old, currently lives in Topeka, Kansas for the last five years, and she's originally from Georgia. She's currently single and actively going on dates but also dating someone, but haven't defined the relationship. So first of all, give us a little background on how you're raised and why you thought that marriage should happen in the temple with a fellow Mormon.
2: Well, that was just what I was told all my life as as a kid and growing up. Mormons believe that um, marriage exists in the next life. But if you want to be with your spouse and your children in the next life, then you have to get married in the temple under the covenant in a special way. Otherwise, your marriage isn't legit in the next life. So so. with that in mind, did you only date fellow Mormons? Well, I never really dated anyone, Mormon or not. play of Mormons date. There's like the Mormon aspect of my story, but then there's like the unique aspect of it. I don't know why. It just seemed complicated to me and not easy. It didn't happen very naturally dating. So I didn't really know how to go about doing it. I mean, as a teenager in high school, there was no one to date because everyone else was Baptist. And then in college, I really shot myself in the foot because I went to this really tiny conservative religious college where there just weren't that many guys to begin with. <sighs> Utah, and this is true of a lot of campuses in Utah, not just the one that I went to the guys have this very I don't know entitled attitude and a very specific look that they want
1: I'm so curious about this because I grew up with a lot of I had a lot of Mormon friends growing up in high school and they all Mm -hmm. met their significant others in college Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. is this specific look you're talking about I'm so curious
2: um usually has to be blonde a friend of mine that I went to school with She says that she got married and her friends got married because they all adopted that look. They dyed their hair. They dressed a certain way. They wore makeup. They acted in a certain way that was just maybe more demure or stereotypically feminine. And even though they married really nice guys, those guys noticed them because they looked a certain way. In Mormon faith
0: you're not supposed to sleep with someone until marriage. Is that the case? Correct, correct. And then I guess just like, is this something that you've always identified with, like the Mormon faith, or is this because of your family influence?
2: I mean, I was raised Mormon. I believed in it fully for many years. A good friend of mine, my very best friend, she left the church maybe six or eight years ago. And so we talked about it a lot. And even though I was still going, at the time I was fairly inactive, but I still believed. But I didn't go to church like every single Sunday. And one day I realized, oh, I'm the only reason I'm still going to church is because of the people, which is also when I realized I just really like people. I'm an extrovert. All my friends and my family are introverts. I am not. I need to stop living like one. I just realized I didn't care about any of the beliefs. And yet I was still living according to them. The way that you think is sort of habitual. And I would still find myself like, oh, well, I guess I'll just wait until the next life and then I can get married and have children. And then I realized, I don't even believe in the next life. So why do I? (laughs) Right. And so then why am I not dating or pursuing a social life or a sex life if I don't believe in any of those other things? And I don't know, they just all kind of came together like the Bermuda Triangle at a perfect moment It all clicked into place. And I realized I needed to change the way I
1: was living. And that's why you wrote one day I realized the next life was not guaranteed and all I had was now. So something had changed in the last couple months. You Mm -hmm. had sex for the
2: first time. A month before you turned 36. Tell us about that. I had just finished a biology class. And I was just like, there are only two things I know. And so I have a body that was designed for sex and and collaboration. I, I believe in the power of collaboration. The creative power of two people working together is greater than the sum of its parts. You know, synergy. And I'm just sick and tired of not of denying my body and pretending like it's not important cuz the other thing I was doing was a lot of yoga and meditating mm. and all those things just led to me to be like My body is all I have to experience the world. I don't know what a soul is or my spirit. And even if I have one and my body has a clear purpose, it was designed for sex. It was designed to have babies. It was designed to procreate. And so even if I never have children, I want a baby, but I would live if I didn't have a baby. You know, the clitoris is designed for pleasure. And it's the only organ like that. (laughs) so basically
0: how did you meet this guy that you ended up having sex with
2: on match.com and what
0: like made you go on match like were you looking for sex or were there other motives Um it?
2: all of it. I wanted sex. I wanted dates. I wanted experience. I wanted a relationship. I just wanted like a normal life that normal people have.
0: Got it. <laughs> when you actually like met him, can you kind of describe that a bit more? Like, did you tell him that you were a virgin?
2: No, because I had a goal. I, had, I was writing a ton in my journal and I had all these goals and plans and objectives. And one of them was that I was going to have sex for the first time and the guy would have no idea I was a virgin. And I did that. I was really proud of myself. So he, did, he had no idea. You didn't tell. Him. Nope. And why mm-hmm. was that a goal? Just out of curiosity. Um I didn't, you know, a lot of the sort of stereotypical stories about sex and your first time is like the girl doesn't know anything. It's sort mm. of uncomfortable and it's awkward. It's sort of like, he has this knowledge that he's giving to her. And there's also this whole baggage of like, you take her virginity or you lose your virginity. And I was just like, bullshit. That's none of that applies to me. I know how to have an orgasm. I know what kind <laughs> of sex I have. I'm losing nothing here. I'm like This virginity is not some commodity that loses value or whatever. I was like, no, And when you said you
0: know how to get an orgasm, is that from like self pleasure or like other Mm passes?
2: How was it? How was the sex? It was good. So I went on this date with this guy and we spent the whole night together and we made out and did everything but. And we did that two days in a row. And then we got together the next week. I think it took two weeks before we actually had full penetration. He said I was a born again virgin. I was like, yeah. Because he was like, how long has it been? (laughs) He was like, like a year? He's like, yeah, a year or two. (laughs) (laughs) we're at 36
1: (laughs) was it everything you thought it would be did it live up to expectations
2: you know at least so far in my experience I'm like all sex is good sex because I'm having sex that's good (laughs) but I didn't have an orgasm I had a lot of fun and it felt really good and I got kind of close sometimes But ultimately, he had no interest in oral sex. and Giving or receiving? Giving. And I was like, really? This is the 21st century, man. Are you you crazy?
0: (laughs) So you said that he didn't know that you were a virgin. How do you know
2: that? Well, I eventually told him. And I thought for sure, I was like... Half of me was like, sure, he must have figured it out. And the other half was like, don't give him too much credit. He probably hasn't figured it out. But I was like, I'll just go ahead and tell him. Like, he seems to be really interested in me and serious. You should probably just tell him the truth about this. So I did. And he was completely flabbergasted, completely shocked. Now I kind of think maybe it was the wrong thing to do. I think it bothered him. I don't know. But we broke up. Why do you think it bothered him?
0: And what do you think that led to the breakup?
2: We didn't have sex after I told him I had been a virgin. Oh, Oh. So for two weeks, we didn't have sex and then we broke up. How did the breakup end? He tried to ghost me and I left a message saying, call me back or whatever. And then he didn't. And so I just started texting him being kind of, in, I was just like, seriously, dude. And um, he finally emailed me. So you guys broke up. What happened after this guy? When I was in Arizona, while he was ghosting me, I had sex with two other people that I met on Tinder. The nice thing about that is because my family's not around, it's easier for me to, you know, hook up with people without my family being all like horrified. So I got there on a Friday. And I left on a Monday about noon. I got on Tinder and I was talking to several guys. Two of the conversations continued. I had been reading these Taoist books about sex. And one of the guys I was talking to was also reading those books. So that was the initial point of interest. We were getting pretty excited and wanting to get together. Meanwhile, I've been texting this other guy who seemed like really kind of obsessed with sex and really sort of a physical, visual type of person. And I was like, well, I mean, it seems kind of weird, but also maybe that would be okay. So I made plans to... To see that the second guy. I drove to his place. And he texted me and canceled. And I was like, oh, for Pete's sake, come on. We ended up talking on the phone. He was like, maybe tomorrow. And I was like, that's not going to work for me, most likely. So I came home from the failed date at about like 8, 8.30 or something like that, 9 o'clock. A couple hours later, about 11, the first guy who'd been reading the Taoist books texted me and asked if I could come over. And I was like, yes, totally. <laughs> so I popped my friend says, yes, you can borrow my car. She was totally in favor of supporting me in this venture. <laughs> so I go to his place. He lived pretty close. And we had sex and it was fine. It wasn't awesome sex, but it was fine sex. And I came home and I was like, finally, I I hooked up with someone. I can check that off my bucket list. And then the next morning about 630, the other guy texted and asked if I could come over. And I was like, 630? sure. 630? you guys. 630? AM? Yeah. AM. Holy cool. shit. Wow. So within like seven hours I had sex with two different people and now the second time was awesome. It was everything now that house. was everything I had hoped for <laughs> in having sex. Oh,
1: wait, what what made us so good? First of all, I'm like not even awake before ten AM. I can't imagine like
2: spreading my legs this is and being the the like
1: time yes. for the best sex
0: of your life you anyway, 6 six thirty AM. Apparently
2: I either
1: change
0: up my whole
1: timeline here. I'm like having sex after ten PM will we'll no longer
0: do I'm it with for you. me. I cannot even function at six thirty AM
1: like normally. Tell us, enlighten us. <laughs> Why was it so good?
2: Well, well, they both were good. Every guy I've been with, I've thought, has been very good looking. But he was very good looking. And he was actually smaller. He was like 5'6". And he was the smallest guy of the three guys I had been with. Which actually is super nice. Smaller, like, like height, not... Yeah, like okay. he wasn't so tall. He was Hispanic. He was smaller. And he had a great build and, and everything. He was very manly. But um, he wasn't so big. So I, it was e- like easy access. Like I could get to him. I could reach him easily. <laughs> so there was that. And that was really nice. And he's almost, and also seemed like he was just like a good size for me. There was a lot of positions. He just knew what he was doing.
1: Nice. And um, I, I'm just going to infer here. Did he go down on you?
2: Yes. And uh, I think okay. this is really kind of cute and funny because he was, because we were making out and he was all like, oh, you want to go, you want to go down on me or something? And I just like smiled at him. I swear if I could have seen my face, like my eyes were twinkling. It was like a cartoon. There would have been like a little text <laughs> message bubble with like little something with clever in it. I don't know what exactly, but I looked at him. I smiled at him in this such a way that clearly meant, yes, but I'm first. Something like that. (laughs) Oh, and he just grinned back at me and went to town. Nice. Just to recap the timeline here. So you lose
0: your virginity at right before your 36th birthday. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And this is in Kansas Mm -hmm. at home what's the timeline of when you went to um, Arizona. Arizona
2: from the time when I lost my virginity so to speak and the time when I had sex with those two other guys maybe a month
0: okay so you were like you got a taste and you were ready
2: yeah <laughs>
1: so you tripled your number in a month I did
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, know or less, I tripled my number yeah you doubled it in 24 hours so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you
2: go, girl. You go, girl. I know. I'm really proud of that. I think that's, I'm like, way
1: to make up for lost time. I'm also really interested in what you put in your Tinder profile.
2: Mm. Also, when I was in Arizona, I got a lot of nice pictures. My friend was really invested in helping me take some nice photos. Okay. So I had a lot of great photos where I look super cute and everything. And then um, none of them are in cars. None of them are with sunglasses on and none of them are me trying to look like a Playboy centerfold. Um, So I think those are all really big pluses.
0: Did you like have anything about like what you were looking for, like
2: hookups? Yeah, you know, I I didn't. I just sort of talked a little bit about myself, like tried to create like a picture and a story about what kind of person I was. Nothing about trying to double my number in the next 24 hours or anything like that? Yeah, <laughs> and I don't really know why that didn't occur to me because I was looking for that in everyone else's profiles. Like, I was matching on people who were, like, looking for hookups okay. or were looking for... Hookups. Ah, okay. They so mentioned they you were in open relationships for or poly. I was like, yes, interested.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay, so you weren't necessarily putting anything in your profile, but you were looking for that. You were that. filtering yeah. for that. And then what about the messages you were
1: sending back and forth? Was it pretty straightforward? Hey, I'm looking to hook up.
2: Um, tends to be a little bit different for every person. Like when I got back from Arizona, I was, the Tinder profile was burning up and I was texting a bunch of different people, flirting outrageously with some crazy people who were sending me dick pics and stuff. And I was like, oh, I don't know if this is really where I want to go with this. And they wanted pictures of my vagina. I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. I think I had phone sex with that guy. Yeah. Who, he, who wanted the picture of the vagina. And that ended it. We didn't, that didn't go anywhere, just as well. And um, but
1: you were getting dick pics already. I mean, in my like twenty plus years of dating, <laughs> I just got my first dick pic the other day by a stranger <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> So
0: I, yes. I, I'm, I'm so proud n- of you. I've never gotten a dick <laughs> And oh, Julie I'm still okay hasn't gotten that. one. <laughs> but so I guess like since you got back, back to Kansas, <laughs> what's been life
2: like then? My mother and sister and I live together like a Lucy Mon- Montgomery novel. So, you know, I just don't have like a lot of privacy. And of course, they are used to me being a very good Mormon and don't want me to have sex here in the house. But yeah. they know you're having sex now. Yeah, they just don't want to see it. And they think it's inappropriate got for it. me to bring someone here. So you totally told them about this change. I didn't tell them very well. Like when I spent those first two nights with the guy from match.com, we did it at my sister's house cuz she was out of town and I was gone all night and I texted my family and I said, "I'm fine." Naturally, they were very freaked out and my mom was a nervous wreck. <laughs> she just thought for sure I was dead or something horrible had happened. So, I didn't really break it to them very gently, or very easily cuz I didn't know how and I knew she would just be so disappointed in me. So, I was just like, "I'm fine. I'm fine." Instead of like explaining exactly what was going on
1: and how does your mom feel about the situation now
2: um i mean we're very very close and we're very tight and we've been through a lot together and we're not the kind of people who really like have grudges or who like can be silent and mad for days on end we get over our anger really fast so she was sort of like awkward and uncomfortable for a few weeks which is quite a lot for us to being that upset about something for so long even though i'm sure in her heart of hearts you know she i'm sure she's praying every day that i'll see the light again and come back to the church and and all of these things she's also kind of just happy for me that I'm happy and that I'm living a life that pleases me. And when I told her about the sex I had with this um, guy in Arizona and that it was really good, she was grinning and was happy for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> good. So the guy in Arizona that I had good sex with, unexpectedly and surprisingly to me, like talking and well, we, all, we were texting. And then I told him I was moving to Arizona and he got really excited and we started talking on the phone. And then it started, it was like kind of escalating, like we were moving towards an actual relationship and I was like, oh, okay, well, that's exciting. And everything's like, but hey, I actually have this date on Saturday. This all happened over the weekend on Friday. I have this date on Saturday that I made quite a while back before things started to like go somewhere with us. And he just was all like, Oh, well, good luck with that. And he hung up on me. And I was like, I don't understand why he thinks he has some right over who I can have sex with or some say about that kind of thing just because we had sex. He seemed to think that us having sex meant we had made some kind of deal. So what are you
0: looking for right now?
2: Well, what I'm trying to do, I think, is cram like... 16 to 20 years worth of experience into a couple so that I can move on to having a real relationship. Yes. Mm -hmm.
1: Yes. I, I, that's exactly my thought. I'm like, you have a lot of catching up to do
2: because most people my age are ready to settle down. And so I'm already at cross purposes with the type of, you know, So I'm just trying to hurry up. And so I'm really kind of focusing on younger guys who are not interested in settling Mm -hmm. down because like with this other guy, he was a little bit older. He was Mm. definitely looking. He was telling me things that I barely know this guy and he's telling me how he wants to be with someone forever. And it seems to me those are not the kinds of things you tell someone that you barely know that you met through a Tinder hookup. I thought, I mean, the stereotype is that guys just want sex, but I'm like, eh, I think everyone, I think most people want relationships and some people don't, and those can be of either gender.
1: Yeah, and then you are looking for just sex. And you're not a man. So So what else is on your catch-up list? We'll call this a catch-up list.
2: Yeah. Let's see. Last, a week and a half ago, I met a guy on Bumble who was in a poly relationship. We met at a coffee shop. We talked for about an hour. We went to the park and he went down on me. So I'm like, check that off the list, sex in public and just pure oral sex with a stranger. Awesome. That was great. And then this weekend, last night, I met a guy from Tinder. We met and we had pizza. We went for a walk and then we went to the lake and made out in my car and had sex. So this <laughs> hasn't like, stopped. This definitely like no, the so Arizona I, I like things have definitely and kept no, going. Okay. I think I had a total random guy that I snuck into my house and had like if any of the sex I've had would be called bad, it would be that sex. Like I didn't even have like a good time. I gave him a good time and I kind of liked that. And he texted he's texting me several times wanting to get back together with me again, but I can't be motivated because I'm like oh, it's not going to be that fun You for know me. what though, this happens to the best of us. You're just getting it all at once. So <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Well, even, okay. Even that does not does so, not bother me. I still consider that a success. I I had sex with this person. I gave my sister my sleeping pills because she was really stressed <gasps> and not sleeping well. They're <sighs> just harmful. They're not like addictive. They're not super <laughs> strong or anything. And I was all like, And use this and you should listen to this guided meditation and take these pills so you can fall asleep. And then I snuck this guy into my house and we had sex and then I walked him back out again. And I was like, Well, I've done that. Don't need to do that again. So I've had sex with six people. I've had sex with two different people. Fun so that's eight sex.
1: people. Can I ask, I'm getting really close to the microphone right now because I want to get intimate with this conversation. <laughs> mm-hmm. When he went down on you at the park, <laughs> logistically explain to me
2: how that happened. Well, I sat on the picnic table and leaned back and then he just kind of leaned over me. And what time of the day was this? It was about 9.30 or 10 o'clock at night. Were there other people around? What kind of park was this? Um, It's a park that's also connected to the zoo and it's pretty quiet there were some teenagers that went by earlier and then we saw a zoo worker at one point but at the time of the activity of the incident it was pretty quiet Oh hold on i'm just taking notes that's all. <laughs> so you said
0: eight people two phone sex six regular what is the <laughs> time frame on this again
1: why don't we take a quick break so i can tell you about some of the best mascara i've ever used that would be the caution mascara by hourglass cosmetics it's a Vans vegan formula, never flakes or smudges, even after wearing it all day. The taper brush delivers endless length, intense volume, and lift. It's a game changer, y'all. And as I've mentioned before, I don't wear much makeup due to sensitive skin, so the little makeup I do wear has to be made of the best ingredients. I love that Hourglass is 100% cruelty-free, it's vegan, and it really works, all wrapped up in beautiful, luxurious packaging. Discover Hourglass like I did and experience unparalleled next-generation performance by visiting hourglasscosmetics.com slash dateable and use the promo code dateable to get free shipping with your purchase of a full-size caution mascara. That's Hourglass Cosmetics spelled H O U R G L A S S cosmetics dot com slash D A T E A B L E promo code DATABLE. And now back to the show.
0: So you said eight people, two phone sex, six regular. What is the <laughs> time frame on this again?
2: Um, let me consult. I've been keeping track of everything in my journal. <laughs> <laughs> Put that, that journal up. Here that, you got to publish that um, journal at some point. Because I met the match.com guy right at the beginning of August. The very beginning. So I think I had sex with him about middle of August. Okay. And now it's the middle of October. And I had sex with the sixth person last night for a total of six in person to virtual. So two months? Is that two months or three months? Wow, that is a pretty
0: good track record here. (laughs) I am so impressed right now. So I guess you mentioned like how your family felt about this. What about your friends? Like I know you had the one that was very encouraging in Arizona, but what about some of like the more Mormon raised friends? So
2: my two really good friends that know about this, uh, each of these friends have been married for about 10 or 11 years and they each have four children and neither of them are LDS anymore. What is LDS? Latter-day Saint, Mormon? Oh okay, okay.
0: And they only Sorry. had sex with their husband, and they've only
2: had sex with their husbands, okay. so as, as my one friend up in Oregon said, "You have surpassed me and tripled it in like a week. <laughs> 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 so and her and her husband actually, they just they left the church like the same time I did this summer, and they're contemplating opening their marriage because they're yeah. very, very close and they make each other happy in a lot of ways. But also, not in other ways. (laughs) So, they haven't really acted on it yet. They don't really know what they're going to do precisely. But I think just feeling that freedom from the burden of feeling like you're trapped with this one person for the rest Mm -hmm. of your life, just because you have children together. That's been lifted off and she feels so much better. And I think he does too. Interesting. Um, So I've been talking to her about her whole experience and mine. And so that's been reflecting on me and and what I'm looking for. So they Um, haven't, they've
0: been relatively like understanding in a way, even though that they have a totally different background of being married for years.
2: mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've been very supportive. I think my one friend in Arizona, they're both very supportive. I think they keep their concerns to themselves because they're like, you know, she's an adult and it's her decision to be safe. I think sometimes when they're like, oh, be careful, (laughs) they don't ever really express that. But mostly they're just happy for me and they think it's really fun. And they're like, keep me updated. Are you using protection? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> the mother, motherly side oh of that God, just that came out. That whole thing, getting on birth control was such a nightmare. I, I oh became God. even more of a raging feminist. I was like, oh, this is so wrong. If a man can go into a drugstore and pick up some uh, birth control without getting anyone's permission and pay a couple of bucks for it, why can't I? You know, <sighs> get I have to like, get someone's permission and pay all this money. Why do you have to get someone's permission? You have to go to the doctor and you're like, oh, I would okay. like gotcha. a prescription. Gotcha. Gotcha.
0: So what have you learned about yourself from the last two and a half months since you've been having sex? So that
2: first night with the Match.com guy, when we were sitting in the park, same park where the other guy went down on me a week and a half ago, um, we, you know, he asked to hold my hand and then he asked to kiss me and I was totally game for all of that. And we started kissing. I was just really into it. I wasn't scared. I wasn't inhibited. I was very um, aggressive. I guess you could say. And then I was all like, we were like, gosh, I wish we had some place to go. And I was like, I know, me too. And then I remembered my sister was out of town. And I was like, we could totally go to my sister's house. I told her about it afterwards. She was very understanding. She was a real sport. But anyway, my other sister, who she she had sex when she was a teenager and she did not did not live. The same lifestyle that I did as a teenager. anyway, mm. so um, so we went there and I mean, I just took my clothes off. I was completely uninhibited, touched him, had told him what to do to me. So my answer to that question is, what have I learned about myself? I mean, everyone is sexual. Everyone is or can be good at sex. But I kind of felt like I found, found my calling in life. I was like, I'm really good at this though. Even- <laughs> this is so ridiculous. But and it's but in my heart of hearts, I believe I'm the natural. I'm just good at this. Yep. Like I told the guy in Arizona that ha- that I had the really good sex with, he was all like, How many people have you been with? Like, do you hook up a lot and everything? I was like, look, you're the third person I've had sex with. Ever. Like, Ever. <laughs> like, really? Wow. You're really good at it.
0: <laughs> uh, so you said before that you knew how to like give yourself an orgasm. Like, did you watch porn? Did you use yeah. like vibrators?
2: I don't know if this is actually true, but this is how I remember it. My sister, the black sheep of the family who was always watching R-rated movies and stuff like that, she brought home the movie American Pie, and that rekindled my interest in masturbating. And I would read romance novels. So just through like experimentation and using my hand, I figured out how that all worked. And so I masturbated for years, and I finally got over feeling guilty about that. And feeling guilty for not feeling that guilty because that was really the, I was like, I don't even feel that bad about it. And I feel really guilty about that. Yeah, I was going to say, is that uh, something
0: that's like a no-no in Mormon culture also, I'm assuming? Yeah.
2: Generally speaking, standards is that, you know, you should not masturbate. But I imagine probably individually there's some kind of leeway in that, how people really feel about that. And did you watch porn? I've only watched porn very much as an adult. It just doesn't do very much for me, ultimately. Mm.
1: That's interesting um, because everything you've done in the last few months are, like, categories on you, porn. Public yeah. sex. Well, sneaking
2: <laughs> into the house. If I was willing to spend money and wasn't worried about anyone knowing, maybe mm. I could find access to good porn. Got it. But what I have seen, which is just, like, stuff on Netflix. I mean, I've seen a few, Netflix like, racy porn. Yeah, am I not? Accessing the right Netflix. Are we talking about the same Netflix? I haven't seen that category. um, Romance, and then I think there's a category called steamy, and then there's like maybe five things to pick from that would maybe be called soft porn. Oh, uh, good to know. (laughs) The hottest thing was between these two girls, and one of them was wearing a strap on. That one was pretty good. I that one kind of did stuff for me, but most of the time. Is that something you
1: would experiment with too? Is that something on your list?
2: Porn? No, with another
1: woman or porn. <laughs> I, oh.
2: either one. Uh, I was like watching more porn or, um, when I listened to a couple of your dateable podcasts about the girl who realized she was a lesbian, that in conjunction with my friend talking about an open relationship, I was like, oh my gosh, maybe I need two people to meet all of my needs. And I got really kind of bummed by that because I thought, my God, I can't find one person. Now I have to find two. That <laughs> just seems so, I was like, one was impossible. I don't know. Two. It seems like you're finding cause... more than enough people. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> Girl, you're yeah, doing just, just fine. Like, <laughs> I want something more than just a good time. I would love to go to takeaways now because I think like one
0: of my takeaways is like you're just like experimenting kind of catching up now and a lot of the stuff you said the evolution like i it feels like you're trying to cram it into a short period of time which is totally makes sense given your experience But I think Mm. the reality is a lot of people that have had maybe more years experience have gone through more longer waves of like just having Mm. casual hookups or not being in the mindset of a relationship. And then eventually that shifts. But I think what's interesting here is that you're trying to kind of navigate all of it at once. So Mm. it's just a different approach based on your background. My other Mm -hmm. biggest takeaway is like your family. And this was kind of actually we brought this up on Margot and Elisa's episode of like Mm -hmm. just what you've been taught all your life might not necessarily be what works for you. Yeah.
1: Yep. And that could be religion or that could just be the way you were raised. But mm-hmm. we all grow up this, with a school of thought. And then at some point, you start questioning that school of thought. Do I really feel that way? Do I really buy into these values? And that I think that's something we should think about on a daily basis. And that's what makes mm-hmm. us become stronger in our own identities is because we actually own up to our identities versus something that mm-hmm. was given to us. My other takeaway is I think a lot of times when we are in between relationships or we're dating, we say we're like casually dating or we say we're um, hooking up. But what we really should be saying is I'm experimenting right now. And I think that's a better Mm -hmm. state. Of being, Because what you're saying has really inspired me to think like, okay, in between relationships or whatever you're looking for, there is a stage where you're like, I'm here to catch up with yeah. some of the things I don't know about. Even though if you've been having sex or been in relationships for your whole life, there's still stuff you don't know about. And I think it's mm-hmm. great to have that mindset of, hey, I am just experimenting. I'm not trying to date the same people over and yep. over again. Let's Mm -hmm. experiment and be curious with each other. And that's exactly what you're doing. I I commend you for it.
0: Yeah. And I think like a lot of times, um, like you were even stating with your friends that have been in relationships for pretty much Mm -hmm. like years with one person and only slept with one person. A lot of times what happens in those places, not always, but you wonder what else is out there. What other Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. could you learn about yourself or what experiences could you have? So it's important. I think in everyone's life whether it's for a condensed period of three months or spread over three years or whatever that time frame is to experiment to really get to know what you like and what you need yeah do you have any other takeaways from this whole experience
2: definitely the thing about I'm learning I'm experimenting in many ways I can't answer the question about what I want I think maybe I'm starting to narrow it down Mm -hmm. but but mostly I'm just sort of in exploratory mode that's what I've been telling people That's what I told the guy last night so exploratory and then the other thing too is um what I realized was I needed to pay attention to what do I actually know based on my personal experience, not what I have read or heard what other people think or say or experience. It has to be true based on what I actually know. Yep. And, um, and what I know did not align at all with what I had been raised to believe in the church. Yep. What, or what they said. you know what they said would be happy, would make you happy was not what was making me happy. Mm-hmm. And when I realized that, and left that lifestyle behind, I just became so incredibly happy and free. And I've always been a strong person and had a sort of strong sense of self, but oh gosh, nothing compared to how confident I feel now, how aware I am of who I am and what I want and how I interact with people and what makes me happy and the truest me. It's a way better way to live. Yeah. And I
0: think probably like my other takeaway before we go to a question of the day is just like, you don't ever really know anyone's experience. So the best thing you can do is just like live in that moment. Like the fact that so many of the folks that you had sex with had no idea that it was your first time. It didn't go to your self-confidence or impact you in any way. Like that's really powerful that you were able to kind of be your true self and just show up despite. Yeah.
2: And you know, I would have to say, I kind of attribute that to my mother. She never had hangups about sex sex she was always very open she talked to us about sex and so i never thought sex was bad like a lot of mormons have kind of these guilt and hang-ups but i never did and of course i read a ton about how to have sex when my mom found that out the other day she was like oh my gosh of course you read she's like i never read a book about sex we were pretty good at it I'm like different shows for different folks man <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she never really had hang-ups that way and i attribute a lot of that my uninhibitions to her okay let's do a quick question <laughs> of the day yeah
1: this one comes from Naveen. She says, I'm a 31-year-old virgin and is making me self-conscious about dating. When I'm on dates, I freeze up when it's time to get physical due to my inexperience. How do I get over this and get more confident? Should I tell dates about my inexperience?
2: Do I get to answer that question? I feel like I have tons of advice. Yeah, please, please give us I mean, some advice for people her. Are di- people are different. A friend of mine who's actually in the same kind of situation, who's about 33 years old, she was all like, she asked me like, do you get bored kissing? Because I'm like, where is this going? I'm like, no, I don't get bored kissing. I think of kissing as like yoga. And meditation. Like I just want to be in the moment and be present and use my body to communicate something I could never say with words. Hmm. And I think the other thing too about kissing, one, she can just follow his lead. Like if he does something with his lips, and then she can just do that with her lips. If he does something with his tongue, she can just sort of mirror it. Also, just like, just go for it. Like, and I don't know if you could really do it wrong. Right. As long as you just don't lie, they're lifeless. I've, I've had feedback, <laughs> like I've, guys, it's like, oh man, you kiss so good. And I love kissing and you kiss so good. And I say lots of girls just lie. They're like corpses. Like, their fish, their lips are, like, dead. <laughs> yeah. So I think mostly, you know, just move your lips around. <laughs> Use your tongue. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think, like, m- my thoughts on this is I think you necessarily have to, like, disclose this information either. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really your information.
1: When you go on a date with someone, you're not like, hey, I've slept with 65 people. So why should you why should you also disclose your inexperience? Hey, I have slept with zero people. So I don't think that needs to be communicated, but I think we can all communicate what we do like. And that comes from getting to know your own body. So when you are getting physical with someone, even though you're, you have some sort of inexperience, you can still say, Oh, I like it when you do that. I like it when, when we do this, you know, where, where your buttons are that they need to push. Right. Right. So definitely communicate that. And instead of thinking about your inexperience, go with what you know about your
0: body. Right. And I like what, Sarah, you said earlier, like because of like years of getting exploring your own body and like uh, reading books, even like you have some experience. It might not be like Mm -hmm. person to person experience, but it's something. So Mm -hmm. like just playing off of that and then combining it with what you like. I'd be curious what you guys think from a guy's perspective. I know Naveen wrote in as a woman, but a guy that kind of has to like be a little more in control. What are your thoughts Mm -hmm. there of ways that they can kind of get over this fear?
2: Well, I have an opinion on this too. What I have found is that men are not very good at being in charge and most things work much better if I just take the lead.
1: Okay, there you go. Done. (laughs) So find a girl that's willing to
0: take the lead.
2: (laughs) Or just find Sarah. (laughs) That's the answer. You know, I think everyone appreciates a little bit of vulnerability is always a little bit sexy and then tends to make you feel confident. And so... You know, if you expose a little bit of that and just say, what do you like or what do you want? And I I tend to ask that a lot. What do you like? What do you want? Harder, softer, faster, slower? Ask a lot of questions. I
0: think it definitely, I see where this can be intimidating for a man or a woman not having experience past a certain age. But at the same time, like, I think the key might be to not overthink it. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to think back to, like, my first time. And I think, like, when you are overthinking something, like, it tends to not go necessarily the way you have envisioned. But if you're just let kind of like let your body move in a mm-hmm. bit more free form, then things can just go in the way that naturally proceeds.
2: I really love that. I think our bodies have a lot of intelligence that we need to sh- turn our minds off and listen to our bodies a lot more.
1: We listen to our own bodies and we listen to our partner's bodies. Yep. And if mm-hmm. you don't have the experience to lead, then you can have them lead by asking them those questions yep. like Sarah was mentioning what do you like? What do you like when I do this? How does this feel? Constant feedback will help you just, hey,
0: they're just providing a guideline for you and you just take it. Also, I think the thing to note is like, even if you've slept with like, like hundreds of people, right? Like not everyone's the same. No Mm -hmm. two experiences are the same anyways. So I think getting caught up that you haven't had a lot of experience, actually, it's almost irrelevant Mm-hmm. Because your experience is gonna be the first time with that person anyways. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I, I think always that's so true.
1: I always say, you know, your number is not so much a definition of how experienced you are. Because you could be with the same person for ten years and have tried everything on the planet, but your number is still one versus being with a hundred people and doing mm-hmm. the same position mm-hmm. and the same Regular sex, all hundred times. So it's the number is not indicative.
0: It's more about how how in tune you are with your own body. And your partner's body in that yeah. specific instance, and I think it's the key is just getting out of your own head. Yeah.
1: All right, let's wrap this up. Thank you so much, Sarah, for sharing your sexual escapades sexcapades. with us. <laughs> escapades. <laughs>
0: escapades.
1: I, I took lots of notes. I'm so inspired to try your bucket list. Of sorts. <laughs> <laughs> it's scary, right? It's a little scary to just do these things, but it's awesome to also be like, I am in control of my life and this is my life now. I'm going to be present and I'm going to be bold about it. Uh, we Love- invite our listeners to also tell us about what are some of the bold things you've tried recently. Let's all inspire each other to be curious and to experiment. So we love to hear from you and have you as a guest on our show. Okay, we're going to wrap this up. Stay, Stay Your action item for this week is to identify what from your past has been hindering your love life. Maybe it's the lack of experience. Maybe it's the mistakes you've made. And then reframe these hindrances as experiences that have made you who you are today. Use your past as a way to study your own personal development and own it. Want to continue the conversation? First, tag us in any post with hashtag stay dateable. Then head on over to our website, datablepodcast.com. There you'll find all the episodes as well as articles, videos, and our coaching services with vetted industry experts. You can also find our premium Y series where we dissect, analyze, and offer solutions to some of the most common dating conundrums. To connect with us, find Dateable Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're also downloadable on Spotify, iTunes, and other podcast platforms. Your feedback is valuable to us, so don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes. And most importantly, remember to stay dateable.